Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for May 2nd, 2020. It's the birthday of another one of my heroes, pediatrician and pacifist Dr. Benjamin Spock, born in 1903 in New Haven, Connecticut. Dr. Spock became a national celebrity after the publication of his classic parenting guide, The Common Sense Book of Baby and Child Care, in 1946. By the time of his death at the age of 94, the book, reprinted as Baby and Child Care, had been translated into 42 languages and had sold more than 50 million copies worldwide. Along with being a pediatrician and author, Spock was a vocal opponent of war and the proliferation of nuclear weapons, committed to securing a healthy future for the young patients he saw in his practice. Spock was born in New Haven, Connecticut on May 2nd of 1903 to Mildred Louisa Stoughton and Benjamin Ives Spock, a lawyer. The family was quite wealthy, and the younger Spock attended private school for most of his elementary education. He graduated from Yale in 1925 and enrolled in the university's medical school, where he met Swarthmore graduate Jane Cheney, whom he married in 1927. Spock received his M.D. from the Columbia College of Physicians and Surgeons before completing his residency in pediatrics at the New York Nursery and Child's Hospital. And in his free time, he studied at the New York Psychoanalytical Institute. He set up a pediatrics practice while teaching at Cornell from 1933 and 1944 and was also on the staff of New York Hospital, serving as a consultant on pediatrics to the New York City Department of Health and the Institute of Personality Development. In 1944, Spock joined the Medical Corps of the U.S. Naval Reserve as a psychiatrist, rising to the rank of lieutenant commander by the time of his discharge two years later. It was during this time he wrote his best-selling book, originally titled The Common Sense Book of Baby and Child Care. As a practicing pediatrician in the 1930s, Spock noticed that prevailing methods in pediatric care seemed cruel and ignored the emotional needs of the child. He wanted to explore the psychological reasons behind common problems seen during practices like breastfeeding and toilet training in order to give less arbitrary advice to mothers who came to his practice. He thus became trained in psychoanalysis, emerging as the first pediatrician with a psychoanalytic background. Seeking useful ways to implement Freudian philosophy into child-rearing practices, Spock would try out his advice on patients and their mothers, continuously seeking their response. Contradicting contemporary norms in child care by supporting flexibility instead of rigidity, Dr. Spock encouraged parents to show affection for their children and emphasized that ultimately, the parents' natural loving care for their children is indeed most important. In 1960, Spock announced his support for John F. Kennedy's presidential bid. Two years later, amid mounting concern over President Kennedy's decision to resume nuclear testing, he appeared in a full-page advertisement in the New York Times denouncing nuclear weapons. Spock opposed the Vietnam War and in 1964 endorsed LBJ's candidacy on the basis of assurances that if he became president, he would not escalate the conflict. When President Johnson reneged after taking office, Spock intensified his anti-war activities. 
Spock's high public profile and support for the draft resistance movement drew scrutiny from the administration, and in 1968, Dr. Spock was indicted for conspiracy to aid and abet violation of the Selective Service Act. He was convicted and sentenced to two years in prison and a $5,000 fine, although the U.S. Court of Appeals overturned the verdict in 1969. In 1972, Spock ran for president as a member of the People's Party on a platform of disarmament, free university education, and health care, and legalization of abortion and marijuana. In the 1960s and 70s, blame was placed on Spock for the disorderliness of young people, many of whose parents had been devotees of baby and child care. Vice President Spiro Agnew also blamed Spock for permissiveness, a view enthusiastically embraced by conservative adults who viewed the rebellious youth of that era with disapproval, referring to them as the Spock generation. Spock himself, in his autobiography, pointed out that he never advocated permissiveness, also that the attacks and claims that he had ruined American youth only arose after his public opposition to the Vietnam War. He regarded these claims as ad hominem attacks, whose political motivation and nature were clear, and addressed the accusations in the first chapter of his 1994 book, Rebuilding American Family Values, A Better World for Our Children. Here's Dr. Spock. A couple weeks after my indictment, I was accused by Reverend Norman Vincent Peale, a well-known clergyman and author who supported the Vietnam War, of corrupting an entire generation. In a sermon widely reported in the press, Reverend Peel blamed me for all the lack of patriotism, lack of responsibility, and lack of discipline of the young people who opposed the war. All these failings, he said, were due to my having told their parents to give them instant gratification as babies. I was showered with blame in dozens of editorials and columns from primarily conservative newspapers all over the country, heartily agreeing with Mr. Peel's assertions. Many parents have since stopped me on the street or in airports to thank me for helping them to raise fine children, and they've often added, I don't see any instant gratification in baby and child care. I answer that they're right. I've always advised parents to give their children firm, clear leadership and to ask for cooperation and politeness in return. On the other hand, I've also received letters from conservative mothers saying, in effect, thank God I've never used your horrible book. That's why my children take baths, wear clean clothes, and get good grades in school. Since I received the first accusation 22 years after Baby and Child Care was originally published, and since those who write about how harmful my book is invariably assure me they've never used it, I think it's clear that the hostility is to my politics rather than my pediatric advice. And although I've been denying the accusation for 25 years, one of the first questions I get from many reporters and interviewers is, Dr. Spock, are you still permissive? You can't catch up with a false accusation. Dr. Benjamin Spock died in La Jolla, California on the 15th of March of 1998. He was 94 years old. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.